Why, hello, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional. Hey, Suzanne, how are you today? Hey, Michelle, I'm doing okay. I'm just putting out a warning that I'm on fire today. I Something, what would my mom say? Something stuck under my craw. <laughs> That's what my mom would say. I have a feeling moving forward in these podcasts, you're um, always going to be on fire a little bit. I kind of think I am. Yeah. I, I kind of had an attitude adjustment this week about, first about turning 60. As you well know, I've decided to embrace it and run with it. And I've also decided that on our podcast, I'm not holding back. I'm going to call it as I see it. And right. so, yeah, some of you maybe just have to sit back and listen to me rant. Sit back, buckle up, whatever the terminology is, get ready because here I come. she's hot under the collar. Yeah. And you wanted to find out what today specifically has me on fire? Yes, I do. You already know because you've been listening. I to do me. already know. Yeah. You've been listening to me for like a week now. Go on about this. But it's Will Smith versus Chris Rock. <laughs> it's like, how can we not talk about Will Smith at this point? Yes, that slap or punch heard around the world. Right. And you told me that you did not actually watch the Oscars. I religiously watch the Oscars every year. Whether I've seen the movies or not, I watch. It's an event for me. It's like the Super Bowl for me. Right. And I did not watch the Oscars. I never do. Mm -hmm. um, I did a couple years ago and that's about all. But I don't watch a lot of TV or news because it gets so heavy that really? it's hard for me to process. So I didn't mm -hmm. even really know about the slap until you talked to me. 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, 24 hours later, I started seeing things on Facebook and stuff. Right. And I watched it live and I'm on a texting thread with my fam, you know, my kids and my husband and their spouses. And and yeah, we all kind of reacted the same way. Was that real? Was that set up? And backstory in case there's someone living under a rock and hasn't heard about Will Smith. During the live broadcast, Chris Rock came out to present an award to someone, I think. I don't even know if that's what he was doing, presenting an award. And he was cracking jokes like all of the comedians do. And he made, he cracked a joke about Will Smith's wife, who has alopecia, and he made a joke about her baldness. And at first, Jada Pickett or Smith rolled her eyes. Will Smith laughed. And then literally five seconds later, Will Smith is walking up on stage and he hits Chris Rock. And then he turns around and he goes back and sits down. And we're, our te my texting was blowing up. Like, did that just happen? Or was that set up? Was that fake? You know, is this a publicity stunt? What the hell is going on? And it was definitely real. <laughs> So it's been ruled out that there was no publicity stunt involved in this. This was his reaction and what he felt he needed to do in the moment. Right. And then which is ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. And then there's the onslaught in the next few days about Team Will, Team Chris. Whose side are you on? Who's right? Who's wrong? Should something have been done? You know, and all of this 
conversation. And I happened to be listening to a radio show and, you know, the two hosts of the radio show are talking about it. And one of the hosts was Team Will. Like, I get it. You know, he loves his wife. He protects his wife. He's a man for doing that. It was very brave of him to. And I was literally screaming at my radio. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Sorry. Excuse the language. You can bleep that out if you have to. But it's like. We'll leave it in. It's raw emotion. It's good. It's like, what are you doing? How can you defend this man's actions? He gets up out of his chair on live television and blindsides Chris Rock. Maybe Chris Rock shouldn't have told the off-color joke. Maybe he should have, but it was live. He was doing what he does. And for Will Smith to get up out of his chair and do that and think that it's okay to slap someone on live television and then walk back and sit down in a seat and then start heckling him while he's trying to recover from this slap on live TV. I don't know how anyone can find anything good about that situation. There are so many different directions that I can go (laughs) with this right now. But the first thing I want to say is please don't listen to those shows while you're driving. You already have road rage. And to add that on it, you must have been a beast behind the wheel. I was a beast behind the wheel that day. I'm not going to lie because it it's like, yeah, I know I'm an opinionated person, but it is beyond me that there are people out there that can somehow justify what Will Smith did because he's Will Smith. Because he's a great actor. Whoopee, who cares? He doesn't deserve it. And then I heard later in that same radio program that he went to the Vanity Fair after party and was given a standing ovation. And it's like, are are we that messed up? Are we really that messed up that this culture of hype powered, high-paying actors and actresses actually gave this man a standing ovation for his totally unacceptable behavior. If anyone else had attempted that, they would have been hauled away immediately. They would have been escorted out of the building. Anyone else, they would have been escorted out of the building on the spot. And I didn't see the movie he won for. It was called King Richard, right? It was. And it it was a story about um, the Williams sisters' father and how he got them to become, I mean, helped their journey to become famous tennis players. And I I do want to see that movie. I just haven't yet. So for the rest of his life, he's never going to know if he got the standing ovation for his work in a movie or if it's because he was a jackass. No, he got it for because he was a jackass. You think it, so? Oh, absolutely. 100%. Again, yeah. I didn't watch it. I haven't followed the story as closely okay, as you well, have. Well, let's think about it. How many other actors and actresses, after receiving an award, walk into a Vanity Fair party and get a standing ovation? My guess is half of the people in at the Vanity Fair party were award winners. Did any of them get standing ovations when they walked in? Was he that deserving of that award 
above the level of everyone else who won awards that he would get a standing ovation for his performance? No, he got he got a standing ovation for being a jackass and being arrogant enough to think he can get away with it. And I know that's true. I was just trying to find <laughs> something in another universe that could just, I don't know. Justify me, what happened. Yeah, to me, it's just so ridiculous to be rewarded for poor behavior. And, you know, he's a role model. He's been in the entertainment business for a long time. He's taken on a lot of challenging roles. He's taken on fun roles. And people look up to him. And Mm -hmm. I just think it's disgusting as a role role model that you would jump to using your fists rather than (laughs) what most people would do. They would wait till afterwards or put it out there for public opinion on social media. Right. And hasn't our society in the last two or three years since COVID, you know, really been on this anti-violence campaign to, we need to find a softer, gentler society. You know, we need to get back to that where there's respect for each other, where there's, you know, respect and admiration. And, and to control and filter our temper. And he just said, that whole movement, in my opinion, he set that whole movement back decades because he just said to America, well, I'm Will Smith and this guy just pissed me off. So I'm going to walk up to, on stage and hit him. And I have the right to do that because I'm Will Smith. And then 30 minutes later, he's standing up on sa- stage blubbering like an idiot saying, I did it in the name of love. I love and protect my wife. You know, I, I, I've been put on this earth to be a lover and a protector. And, you know, and, and I'm thinking, do not put your behavior, do not claim it's out of love. There is no love involved. You have a temper that you lost control and you decided because you're Will Smith, you have the right to hit someone on live television. Right. And can we all say and remember that as he's giving his acceptance speech, which again, I didn't see mm-hmm. that he's an actor. Right. He can bring on the tears. Like, is right. there really sincerity in the words or just acting? Right. Well, I honestly believe, I I mean, I'm calling it as I see it. I honestly believe the tears were real. I think when he got up there, he was an, emo- he was an emotional wreck. I think he, and again, what do I know? It's my speculation. But I think he genuinely, after the fact, though it, it was just a release of adrenaline. And he was seriously crying with it wasn't an act. But it still doesn't, it still doesn't excuse his behavior to begin with. And on that same point, it doesn't excuse the behavior or the non-behavior of the officials in the room, the academy leaders, the security. He should have been removed. He should have been asked to leave. And there's speculation that he was asked to leave. He refused. No one ever really asked him to leave. You know, I've heard several different versions of what happened. Who knows? The man should have left. And he should have either either left willingly or he should have been forced to leave. I agree. Something different should have happened there. You know, I 
said at the opening that I don't watch the Oscars very often, but I did watch it a couple years ago, and there was a stand-up comedian up there Mm -hmm. doing his opening spiel. And I think it was a year Nicole Kidman was up for an award or something, because I really think that this remark was made about Nicole. It, you know, went to her sitting in the audience. She's sitting Mm -hmm. next to her husband. And in that moment, I thought, ouch, like, that really hurts to sit through. It's all being done in fun, but look at the composure she's showing. She's just letting it roll off her back. Mm-hmm. The husband's letting it roll off his back. And I just thought that was a natural thing that they did year after year. You know, they poked fun, they made jabs, all right. in good fun. So, well, and I agree with that. I, I agree that it's somewhat expected that the jokes fly. And it reminds me, it harkens back to the Dean Martin days when Dean Martin would host roasts of, and it was actually a celebration of a, someone's success. And it's where all of these famous people would come together and stand up one after another making jokes to this famous actor. And I saw it as a way to remind them of humility. You know, it's like, yeah, you're in a great moment and you are a huge success, but you still put your pants on the same way everyone else does in the morning. And it's a form of a a humility check. Like, let's not forget that even though you're winning and you're madly successful and so popular, you know, we still have things we can poke fun at. And they did it in good, you know, yeah, and some of those jokes were always biting, but it was still, there was a reason behind it. And I think in the Academy Awards, they follow that tradition of, this is just a humility reminder. Like, mm, yeah, you're all great. You're all successful. You're all here for a really good reason. But let's not forget who you, you know, you're just like everyone else. Yeah, and I'll bring it back to to my own life because I think humor is so important. And when you've gone through something and you can find a way to laugh about it, it helps mm-hmm. the healing process. I really do believe it. And I know people were shocked. Like years ago, my husband had a surgery and he would joke about it because mm-hmm. it just kind of broke the tension or the the mood and it helped him move forward. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, every once in a while, I'll take a jab at it. And he knows it's coming from a good place, a humorous place, but he does the same to me too. We've got to be able to laugh at ourselves. We've got to be able to look at the trials that we've been through Mm -hmm. and work through them. And it's easier to do with laughter than anger, I think. I I think you make a really good point. I think you make a really, really good point. And um, I, I have a story similar to that because I, someone in my life, um, this was last summer, her son, her adult son found out, it got a bad infection in his foot. Um, I don't remember the cause of the infection, but after months and months and months of dealing with this infection and nothing else working. He had to have his foot amputated. And I was with this person um, when 
she got the news that this was going to happen. And oh my God, my heart broke for her. I was just, I was devastated by this news. I hadn't been part of that backstory. I hadn't been through the months and months of him already trying to control this infection. And so, you know, she had a good attitude. I think she knew it was coming. But this woman, who I adore, had that same, that attitude of, okay, this is life. We're strong. We're going to find the positive in this. And so I texted her the day after the first surgery and I said, how's he doing? And she said, well, you know, it's going to be a little harder for him to put one foot in front of the other. And <laughs> I was just like, <laughs> she's got this. They've got this. He has a long road ahead of him, but they're joking about it. They're, they're finding humor in it. And it's like, what a healthy, healthy way to live. And I think going back to the Academy Awards, it's like, yeah, someone lost sight of that pretty quickly. And I do feel bad if there was a, a medical condition, which is what kind of sparked, again, I didn't watch it, but right. from what I'm hearing, there was a medical condition that sparked his reaction. But it has been stated that Chris Rock, mm -hmm. it did not know. He wasn't aware of that. So it wasn't done with malice. Right. It was just, you know, something he saw he could jot down in his notes. He didn't know the history of it, which, right. you know, maybe as a comedian, it's your responsibility to look and mm -hmm. make sure there's not history. I don't know what to say about that, but. Okay. Well, here, moving on from that, this specific incident, uh, the other huge issue I have is it overshadowed everything good about the the Oscars program. There were moments I seriously was brought to tears. And one of them specifically was when Lady Gaga came out with Liza Minnelli, who's in a wheelchair. I don't know how old Liza Minnelli is, but, you know, a legend in that industry. And Lady Gaga was so nurturing to Liza Minnelli. And it was so brave of Liza Minnelli to have this appearance on the Oscars to begin with. And that that moment was so powerful, completely overshadowed. I think that would have been the moment of the night that everyone would have been talking about the next day had this stupid Will Smith incident not happened. And it's a shame that it was overlooked. And, you know, you heard bits and pieces, but it was a kind of a side note instead of the the incredible moment it actually was. It's a shame that that was overshadowed and all the hard work of everybody else who received an Oscar that night was overshadowed. The hosts of the show, I heard they did a fabulous job. Oh, That's they were hilarious. About. Yeah. So it really is sad. Okay. And then... The movie that won the Oscar for Best Picture, which I have been preaching it since I saw this movie, I don't know, three or four months ago, best movie of the year, I said, and and obviously it was, again, completely overshadowed. And it's a shame because it was a phenomenal movie. I And as I'm sure all of the movies were, I didn't see all of them, but I saw the one that won. And oh my God, that movie was amazing. 
And what it, movie was it? Coda. And it, I haven't seen that. It, and it's about a deaf community. And Marla, what is her name? Mary Matlin. Marley Matten. Matten. Marley. Yeah, yeah. She was, I think she was the producer of the movie, but it's about an entirely deaf family who has one hearing person in the family, the daughter, um, who's high school age. And so she's struggling with the the that time in her life where she's discovering who she is. And she finds out that she's very musically gifted. She can sing and she joins a choir, but her deaf family doesn't understand the significance of her talent because they've never heard singing before. And it's her journey through how to navigate through this. And at one point, she is singing in a concert, and her family, I don't, they weren't in the front row, but they were like front and center at this concert, signing to each other, talking. They were completely unaware of what was happening because they couldn't hear the music. And it was her dealing with her family not understanding what she was accomplishing. I'm going to have to check that out. Oh, my God. It's that a great movie. That sounds wonderful. It is a great movie, just for yeah, the record. The, the only movie I've seen recently was House of Gucci. Oh, I saw that, too. A little dark so, for me. A little dark. It was a little dark. It was a little dark. So I'm happy something uplifting, like a journey that... Mm-hmm. I'm hoping it had a positive ending. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I won't give away the ending, but it's a great movie. That's incredible. Well, we've given a lot of time talking about Will Smith. Why don't we talk um, for a few minutes about Chris Rock and how he's handling the aftermath of this situation? Well, that's a good point. Um, I think Chris Rock is handling it like a man. I mean, I, I think he is doing this with... Uh, such grace and dignity. And those were the exact two words I was just going to say from everything I've seen. He's not saying much about it. He's not. And I think it was just on the news, mm-hmm. which I was watching or the Today Show because I'm at your house right now. Right. But <laughs> grace and dignity. <laughs> yes, grace and dignity. I mean, he really hasn't said anything. And in the on the Today Show today, they did say that he was asked if he wanted to press charges. And he said, no, he doesn't want to. Do you want him removed? And he said, no. So, I mean, trying to be the bigger person and push the attention away from that and keeping mm-hmm. the eye on the bigger picture is what it feels like. Well, and you and I had a short conversation about this, and it could have been in relation to another conversation we were having because you and I have had several conversations. <laughs> We've never talked so much this week as we have or in our entire friendship as we have this week. But a really good friend of mine said to me once that when something happens, you need to accept a percentage of the responsibility. So I feel like Chris Rock knew that part of this incident, he had to accept responsibility for. He realizes that, His joke was off color, was insulting, 
ignited something in Will Smith. And I think the reason he is being such a man about it is because I think he knows his percentage of the responsibility of what happened. And it just makes me admire him all the more. Oh, absolutely. To acknowledge that, you know, you triggered something, you you hit a point and yeah, no, I, I like that that point of view. And I wish there was more I could say about it, but <laughs> I can't really because you kind of summed it up in like what you said in your words. Well, thank you. And obviously I'm blabbing on. I can't believe, well, I can't believe that I could spend an entire half an hour talking about this, but you've been listening to me talk about it all week. And every time the subject comes up, I chime in because I'm it just it just struck a note with me. Um And now that I've gotten it off my chest, maybe I can, you know, put away some of my, my fiery attitude until our next podcast. (laughs) Until like 20 minutes from now or something. But (laughs) no, I think it's a, a, a great topic to, to bring up because society is changing and what, that was an unexpected moment. I mean, Mm -hmm. there, it just caught everybody off guard and, Mm-hmm. Now I'm rambling on, but I really would rather live my life from a place of dignity and, you know, respect and finding another way to deal with it or right. afterwards taking it up with the academy and saying, hey, I understand this, but maybe there should be a little more research done. Like the calm, cool heads rather than that instantaneous reaction, because you can never take that back. Once it's done, once it's out there, that action is a part of history. And it doesn't have to be history like the Oscar history, but even in everyday life, once you put something into motion, once those words are out there, once the actions are out there, there's no going back. And then it's how you deal with the the cleanup and accept responsibility, which, you mm-hmm. know, he has put apologies out there and he has accepted responsibility, Will Smith. So, mm-hmm. Of course, the cynic in me is like, well, did he put those apologies out there because he knew he was going to get in trouble. You know, it's like there's a chance he's going to have that probably Probably taken away and he's doing damage control, which is like, but I, to your point, I think you're making a really good point. It's like once it's out there, once your action, once your words are out there, yeah, then you're just doing damage control to try to, you know, fix it and you'll never fix it. It's there, you know, it's been put out there. Right. And you know, I am new and I'm just going to throw this out here because I found this very interesting. I am new to TikTok. Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit obsessed with the videos that come through and I've had it for about a month now, maybe not that long, Mm -hmm. but probably pretty close. And I've never had a Will Smith video pop up on my reel or whatever it's called. And in the last two days, I've had several from him pop up and I'm just like, this is so crazy. Is there a way that like the algorithm pushes through these videos, kind of trying to get a response to it? Are you trying to gauge what's going on in the world? I don't know. That's just something I thought about because I don't know how social media works exactly, but I found that very interesting. That is, it is really interesting. And you do wonder how that works. And and then you were also showing me TikTok reels or whatever they're called of people Pulling a Will Smith, you know, where it's actually kind of has a nickname now. 
Yeah, no, my favorite one was, it was a man and he was standing on his porch and it said something like, <laughs> it was written to Amazon. and He was holding an Amazon box. Yes, but it quoted the words Will Smith said about keeping my wife's effing name out of your mouth. So it was just funny. And I'm like, oh, I could totally see Rob doing that. Yeah. <laughs> if he saw an Amazon driver <laughs> pull up to the yard or something and be like, yeah. yeah, keep her name out of your mouth. Don't come here. Don't do this. <laughs> that was a really good one. Yeah, I really like that one. So, well, is there anything else that you want to talk about with the incident or add from daily personal life that you think would complement no, what we've talked about? No, I'm I'm a little disappointed you don't haven't pulled up some quiz that I can take about Will Smith. I have an entitlement. I have an entitlement quiz here. Do oh, you think that there we go? I knew if I brought it up, you could produce something for me. I'll take the entitlement quiz. Okay, there's only like five five questions, so it's not too too long. Okay. And it's from a website called I'm gonna spell it because I can't pronounce it. Psychologia. <laughs> um P-S-Y-C-H-O-L-O-G-I-A dot C O. Okay. And the quiz is called Sense of Entitlement. Mm-hmm. And it says, Are you setting yourself up for disappointment? So I have not taken the quiz. Again, there's five questions. So I will ask them to you. They're really, there are five choices on each one. It goes from agree strongly to disagree strongly. So I don't think you can fight with this quiz. Too much. Oh, yeah. Try me. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't have thrown that out there. Okay. Okay. So question number one, I think every project of mine should end in success. Do you agree strongly, agree slightly? Are you neutral to that? Do you disagree slightly or disagree strongly? I disagree slightly. Really? Yeah. I don't think every project I do should end in success. Okay. What do you think? Well, I'm a perfectionist. I don't even try new things because I'm worried that I'm going to fail at them. I think we want them to all be success, but I oh. think we shouldn't expect them all to be a success. You're right. I mean, the word there is thing. So, yeah. It, right. It's like when I buy something for my store. It, as As you know, as anyone who knows me knows, every single thing in my store I love. I have hand chosen it. I love it. And I think every single thing should be a great success. It should be a top seller. But realistically, it's not. There are the duds. And but that's kind of how I learn what works and what doesn't work is I have to remove the duds and try to achieve that perfection of everything in my store is great. So it's the same concept, I think. You have to have some failure in order to figure out what works. That is beautifully stated, and I love that example. So thank you you for sharing that. Sure. Okay, so question number two. I become frustrated whenever things don't go my way. Do you agree strongly, agree slightly? Are you neutral to that? Disagree slightly or disagree strongly? Oh, I, I agree strongly. I absolutely become frustrated when things don't go my way. Okay. What do you say? I become frustrated when things don't go my way. I'm kind of neutral to that. It depends on what it is. Is it something I'm passionate about or something, you know, that 
I could have some flexibility with, but I am not an overly flexible person. So I'll just say neutral for me. Okay. Okay. Here's question three. If I do good to other people, I absolutely expect them to reciprocate. Do you agree strongly all the way to disagree strongly? I disagree strongly. But what I do believe is what goes around comes around. You have to put good karma out there. And it's not necessarily going to be from the same person. But if you treat everyone with kindness and respect, that's how people are eventually going to be treating you. They're going to have respect for you. So, yeah, no, I don't expect it from the person. I I can't remember how the question went, but I don't expect it from that person. I don't expect the same from them. But I do believe in the universe it pays off. I like that. You're manifesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. By just doing what you do naturally, being good and nice to people that it'll come back to you. And I will say there are times when I do good just because I'm being nice and it would be nice to have that same courtesy shown from that person, but that's a different lesson. That's it, a different yeah topic. So we'll just move on from there. Okay. Okay. Question number four, if I am good to my spouse, then he or she is bound to love me. Do you agree strongly all the way to disagree strongly? I disagree slightly. Okay. Because I don't think love and, and is the same. I don't think loving someone, it doesn't matter how you treat them. It doesn't impact the love. True. It's days Mm -hmm. where you're really not going to like your spouse very much, but Mm -hmm. the love exists. So I get that. Yeah. Okay. And let's see the last question. I deserve a promotion at work simply because I do my job well and, or because I've been doing it for a long time to agree strongly with that all the way to disagree strongly. I deserve a promotion because you do your job well or because you've been doing it for a long time. Those are two different things. Those are two different things. And it's like, I don't necessarily think a promotion, but I do think recognition is in order. I think that's how I continue with my motivation of doing things well, is somehow being recognized. It doesn't have to be a promotion. It can be a pat on the back. It can be a bonus in my paycheck. It can be a raise. Um, it can be a gift card. It could be my face on the Instagram post saying employee of the month. But yeah, I think I I would expect it or I would have to find a new job. Okay. So agree strongly or agree slightly? I agree neutral. strongly. Okay. And I will say, because we had this conversation yesterday, mm-hmm. that you very much like to put that fire underneath your employees and you very much recognize their hard work and their attention to detail and that they do a good job. And when I heard you talking about that yesterday, it made my heart really happy. So mm-hmm. I'm just throwing it out right. there. Well, but but the employees I have taught me how to do that because that's what they do for each other. So I've learned that from them. Yeah, it's you're each teaching each other. And I will say, in case they're listening, Mm -hmm. that Suzanne and I and our husbands last night, and JC, going to throw him in there, we were having a conversation about Mm -hmm. 
being inspired by people, like who inspires you. And you said 100% the ladies you work with. So I'm just putting it out there. Oh, thanks for remembering that. Yeah, I thought it was really cool because you could tell there's an affection there oh. and a mutual respect. Okay, do you want to hear your results now? Yeah, I, I was going to say, are there results to this quiz? Yes. Okay. So your score suggests that you realize that some of the best laid plans fail and you do not control feelings and attitudes of others no matter how good you treat them. Because you do not assume things should go your way, you learn to negotiate things and often get what you want because you accept the humbling fact that you do not necessarily deserve stuff. You have a high frustration tolerance. You are patient and persistent, which increases your chances of success. Holy cow, I am one amazing person. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> okay, do you have the same result as I do? I didn't take the quiz. I mean, oh. I didn't answer for me. Oh. I answered for you. I can go through and take it real quick if you want to pause this for a minute, and then I can tell you what my okay. results are. Okay. So I just took the quiz, and I hit get results. And maybe you can only get results one time without going out of the quiz and coming completely back in. But I got the same thing that you got. Well, either that or it's a really good quiz. It's a really positive quiz because, yeah, what right. we got is pretty pretty incredible. So we're, yeah. we're going we're gonna to go off our podcast today feeling really good about ourselves because of your quiz. Right. And again, for the listeners, if you want to go take it yourself, it's mm-hmm. at P-S-Y-C-H-O-L-O-G-I-A dot C-O. And again, it's called Sense of Entitlement Quiz. And you can answer those five questions and hit results and see what yours is. Yay. So- yeah, but before, I just have to share this before we get off, and this will lighten the mood if anybody's feeling down, which they shouldn't, yeah. <laughs> but uh, today is actually April Fool's Day mm-hmm. in the timing of when this podcast is happening, and it is my nephew's birthday, and so mm-hmm. I always like to try and prank him, right. and he's getting ready to come down and visit my parents and Mm-hmm. my husband and I. So I'm like, what could I do to get him going? And so what I did is, and he was probably still in bed when he got this message. I but sent him wait, a message. Wait, just what? a second. Our next episode that we were going to record is about April Fool's Day jokes. I think you have to wait and give your April Fool's Day joke in that episode. I think I should have talked to you about this because I was leading into a fun thing that happened today and said, so we could say that next week. I know, but I don't think you should say it when it is now. I think we have to wait until next week. You can tell it's a great April's Fool's Day joke, but we're going to include it in the April Fool's Day episode. But I was trying to put a teaser like out there, like this is what happened today. It's so funny. Let's do one on it. What happens after today next week? <laughs> and okay. you ruins my spiel. But I we'll know, just well, leave it. We'll I, leave it as a cliffhanger. Right. Exactly. Still a teaser. S- still a teaser. Okay. So if anyone out there is wondering what we're going to be talking about next week, <laughs> April Fools. Yeah. And it doesn't have to just be April Fool's pranks. Mm-hmm. It's just pranks that we've done. Right. Or and or people in our lives have done to us. To us. And yeah, how that all worked yeah. out. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So 
I guess with all that shared and before I say too much more and get, I'm just going to say cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.